welcome back to Falling Connect. Today we have another very exciting guest from Silicon Valley. His name is Lomit. He's worked in uh, AI space with emphasizing marketing. He's also been best-selling author of the book called Lean AI. Uh, he has also been advisor for multiple companies advising how to um, effectively execute marketing with using AI. So we had a very, very interesting conversation about how companies can use AI to um, execute their marketing and get the better results. So I hope you will learn a lot from today's episode and let us know how you think. Enjoy. So, um, you know, you work on very interesting uh, business right now. I kind of want to know what services do you offer to uh, companies? Yeah, so uh, you know, I work with a company called MVU, I-M-V-U, and we're the, the world's largest uh, virtual reality social network game. Oh, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've been there for um, over four years, so I, uh, I, I head up all of our growth, so I'm responsible for everything related to acquiring new customers, retaining mm. our customers, and more importantly, how to monetize and, and, and drive revenue from those customers. Oh, okay. Very yeah. interesting. So we'll have a very exciting, interesting question following up with that. So the first thing I wanted to ask is, what is AI? You said virtual reality is like the biggest service you offer, right? With your company, like uh, I also read on your bio that you are expert on AI. Uh, what is AI and how can businesses use AI in a smart way? That's a really good question. So, um, yeah, one of the other things um, that I wanted to mention is that I wrote a book called Lean AI, which mm-hmm. has become a bestseller here in the U.S. Uh, wow. And, <laughs> and, 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 and Thank you. And the book is really based on everything that we did here at Enview to mm. really help grow our business. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, with, with, with lead AI, um, AI, as you know, is artificial intelligence and, and, and then there's lots of ways that people talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. But for, for, for us, you know, the use case that we use to try and solve with AI mm-hmm. is that we get a lot of customer data, just like a lot of businesses that, mm-hmm. you know, now, you know, get, get a lot of uh, user data, mm-hmm. but user data, isn't valuable unless you can really extract some value and insights pretty quickly and take action on it. And right. so that's, that's what we uh, did at MVU. So, you know, uh, when I joined, you know, we, we had a pretty big business that was on desktop. It was a desktop gaming app. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that I was able to influence was to really um, drive a lot of growth by, t- by moving a business into mobile. So we've become like a mobile first business, mm-hmm. but, but, the, the challenge was that we had data that lived in two different places. Like, you know, we had customer data on, on the desktop and customer data on mobile. And so, you know, we integrated all of that data into one place. Mm-hmm. And then once we did that, then we realized that we have so much data that, you know, instead of working with all of like a big data science team doing all of these analysis and then mm-hmm. making changes, mm-hmm. you know, we, we had to react a lot quicker and faster. And, and that's when we sort of ended up building a AI intelligent machine that pretty much enabled us to, to get a really good holistic view on really understanding who our customers are, where we're spending the money mm-hmm. and, and, and how we're acquiring those customers, how, and, and, and figure out how we could get better at personalization in terms of personalizing the experience on our product to, to engage and retain the customers. Mm-hmm. And then to really figure out what's the right 
ways for us to um, to retain and monetize those customers based on the experiences of, of what they were doing in our, in, in our product. Wow. And, and so, you know, uh, you know, we, we spend millions of dollars in all of these different channels like Google and Facebook and, and all of these different partners, mm -hmm. and they all have some form of AI in, in their platform. But mm -hmm. the difference is that, you know, when you just give them the money, then, then they will spend it. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but you want them to spend it as efficiently as possible. So what we mm -hmm. found was ultimately, you know, all of these places where we spend money, it, 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 it's, it's like a, an exchange where, you know, it's all, it's all based on supply and demand. So, you know, mm -hmm. if people are really, you know, um, bidding aggressively, then it drives the price up to, to try and spend money mm -hmm. on quite. And so what we did is it, we created an AI layer that sat between us and all of these different partners that we, that we spend money with. Mm -hmm. And so our AI machine is automatically making decisions on data in real time to decide if we should be spending our budget on Google or spending mm -hmm. it on Facebook or spending it on like 15 or 20 other partners that we work with mm -hmm. based on, um, based on, the how the exchanges are going. So whether we should be aggressively bidding up or bidding down or or, mm. or, or bidding across those. And and that's really been something a lot of companies haven't done. Mm. You know, and that's really enabled us to really grow really quickly because we've been able to find hidden efficiencies mm. um, across all of these exchanges. Mm -hmm. And find the right allocation of yeah. the budget you have. I see. Um, like, can we talk a little bit more about the book then? Like, I, that's fascinating that you have a book coming out. Like, can you a little bit tell us like what you talk about? Just yeah, so the, yeah, yeah. So the book is pretty much based on um, how um, it, it's primarily about startups because I've spent my career at startups and, and, and it's really about how innovative startups use artificial intelligence to grow. Mm. And it's, and it's pretty much, um, you know, uh, like I said, you know, uh, it's about, building a lot of these companies that, that there's not many companies that do it, but the ones that do, they end up building a layer of an AI machine that sits between them and all of these other places where they're spending money. So it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of like a day trading. Like, you know, if you, if you're buying stocks and you're mm -hmm. day trading, it's mm -hmm. about stock prices go up and down, but this machine is kind of looking at the, the, the changes in the marketplace and, and mm -hmm. then figuring out when you should be buying and when you should be, uh, uh, and when you should be, um, um, moving and, and, and spending in different places. But the mm -hmm. other thing that, you know, that it does is it enables us to orchestrate all of these experiments because mm -hmm. ultimately, you know, um, the more A-B tests you can run, the better you can get at figuring out what works and what doesn't work. Before I used to have a pretty big team and we used to run maybe a couple of hundred tests a month. Now what wow. I ended up doing is, you know, I've, I, you know, I ended up, um, once we have this machine, I ended mm -hmm. up, making my team a lot smaller. So I have a really small team of about five, six people now, but we're running like five to 10,000 experiments a month because the machine is doing all of this execution for us. Wow. And, and, and so, you know, it, it, the machine is really enabling us to get really smart about figuring out, um, you know, um, who our right customers are, mm -hmm. what's the right message that we should be targeting them with, mm -hmm. what's, what's the right experience that we should customize on the product when they come mm -hmm. in, and, and, and what's the right offer to get them to spend money with us. Wow, so, that's so great. Yeah, so it's so we have simultaneously about you know ten thousand different experiments going on, every, uh, throughout the month, and right. and and that 
you know, that's really amazing because it really gives us continuous insights into really figuring out how to get better, faster, and smarter about mm. driving the most personalized experience to acquire a customer. I see. So that actually leads to my second question. Um, it sounds like there's a lot of utility in AI uh, in the space of sales and marketing, but I was wondering like, if you can go a little bit deeper into like, how can uh, companies use AI in uh, sales and marketing, but also like operation or like different functions of business. Is there any other case you can think of? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of cases, um, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, you know, you, one case is, you know, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, you know, everybody has, you know, who spends money on a marketing budget. The question is, how do you spend and invest that budget as efficiently as possible? So that's one use case. The mm-hmm. the other use case is, uh, when you acquire customers, you mm-hmm. want you want to try to figure out what's the best user journey to try and get them to engage with your product mm-hmm. that will drives the best lifetime value, which is, the, mm-hmm. you know, drives the the best quality users to stick around in your product mm-hmm. and so we use that with ai what we do is because we're a social network so as you can imagine you know people that go to social networks whether it's like twitter mm-hmm. or or anything else first thing you, they try to do want to do is, is is get you to register and then once mm-hmm. you register then they want you to try and figure out what your interests are who your friends are so you invite your friends and so our our social network is like a virtual reality network so it's about creating virtual friends and so not real friends. So what we try to do is, you know, when, when somebody registers, mm-hmm. the first thing we try to do is we give them like these free credits that mm-hmm. gives them the ability to customize the look and feel of their avatar. People love, you know, customizing their avatar. Once mm-hmm. they customize their avatar, then we give them recommendations on, on, on who to make friends or mm-hmm. potential friends recommendations on different chat rooms, recommendations on, on, on creating different virtual worlds and, and enjoying different experiences. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, all of these are different actions and behaviors that we try to encourage. And, and, and our AI machine is pretty much doing all of this where it's, it's, it's looking at where the user is in their life cycle and, and, mm-hmm. and, he's, and he's providing, you know, these different experiments to figure out how can we get somebody from one step to the next step to the next step to the next. Because ultimately, uh, we have these like ideal, like user journey over seven days that if, if somebody goes through and does these seven steps, mm-hmm. then we know that they will stick around a lot longer than somebody who doesn't go through that. So, mm-hmm. th- so that that's another thing where it helps us. Another, um, and then the other area, I mean, I mean, there's lots of areas, but, but, but in terms of related to business and marketing, mm-hmm. you know, Every business has customers that eventually stop using your product or, you know, and so, you know, we, our machine helps us to predict churn, which is basically when a customer starts getting inactive and they're not really spending too much time on our product. Mm-hmm. And so we try to look at behavior signals and the machine is able to identify. So we come up with a score and like, you know, this person is like at a high risk of leaving the product or this person is at a low risk. And so if somebody's at a high risk, then we end up, you know, creating a whole new segment of experiences that we can start messaging them to try and get them to start spending more time in the product. Mm, I see. So all these are um, defined by the incremental changes and incremental experiences. And then you get the data as a result of these experiences and then you implement whatever. Yeah. So, so everything starts with the data because because the machine's looking at data based on what somebody's doing or not doing, and and then and and then from the data we come up with it come up with different hypotheses of different 
different ways to try and engage with a customer. Mm. And, and, and then with that, we get more data. So there's one word that I use a lot in my book. It's called uh, the velocity of learning, which is mm. kind of like this velocity where, you know, as, you know, as you spend more money, then you mm. acquire more customers. As you acquire mm. more customers, then you get more customer data. As you get more mm. data, then, then, then you're able to get more insights from the data to try and run different hypotheses. So you continue to run more and more experiments and, and you can get more and more smarter around learning what works and what doesn't work. Mm. And, and, and then you kind of, you know, it becomes like a, an infinite loop because as you keep getting smarter, you keep, you keep bringing in more customers, you keep keeping, you keep getting better at, um, at retaining customers and you get better at monetizing. And mm. all of those insights kind of go into, you know, for example, you know, uh, you know, for us, we're a global company. So, you know, what we do in, in the US is completely different to what we, you know, like South Korea is a big market for us. What we do in Korea is different to what we do in Brazil. Mm -hmm. And so this machine is behaving and learning for users coming from all these different countries mm -hmm. that, that, that we're in. And, 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 and it localizes all of these experiences based on where somebody's coming from, which mm -hmm. is a lot of work, which is why, you know, having a machine really helps us execute really well. Right. I see. I definitely see that like you can do what was impossible before without the AI is now really like becoming possible. Like that's really fascinating. So um, I want to talk about digital transformation, which is still sort of a new idea to a lot of corporations here in Japan. And definitely a lot of corporates are looking at creating this digital transformation right so for me my question is how can we companies make the digital transformation using ai yeah you know um, so, you know the big challenge in any company is is whether it's digital transformation or any transformation change is always challenging right because people get used to doing something mm -hmm. And yep. so, you know, uh, when it comes to digital transformation to really sort of, you know, um, embrace a lot of this AI technologies, um, what, what, what I have found, and I wrote about this in a book, and, and, it's, and it's from, you know, talking to other people that went through the same sort of experience, mm -hmm. it's really good to start identifying use cases that, that, that can provide you know, quick wins for the mm -hmm. business. By wins, what I mean is, is, is don't try to work on a use case which will take a long time to to develop, mm -hmm. and 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 you know, there's no guarantee that it will be able to pay back for itself pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But if you work on use cases like with us, we identified use cases around uh, sales and marketing because that's a big area of where the company spends a lot of money to drive growth. Mm -hmm. And so we know that if we can find efficiencies in getting better about how we um, spend our money and acquire customers, mm -hmm. then, you know, we'll be able to pay back for that project pretty quickly. And it's easier to get universal support for that. So, you know, the starting point is really to try and get the, the leadership in the company starting from the, from the CEO mm -hmm. um, or somebody in this, who is a C-level executive mm -hmm. to, to champion this and get behind this. Cause, cause then it makes it a lot easier. Cause if you get somebody, if you get support at the top, then, then you can kind of use that support to try and get middle management to buy into it. And then mm -hmm. everybody else mm -hmm. and identify a use case or, you know, that, that, you know, can, can, can provide value and, and show a win pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and once you identify the use case, 
the other decision you want to try to make is, do you want to try to build this or do you want to try to buy kind of a technology like a SaaS technology mm -hmm. and, and, and try to implement that? What we ended up doing, you know, is we ultimately ended up like um, uh, buying a solution that had most of what we were looking for, not everything, but, but it was with a startup company that we were able to influence mm -hmm. and, and get them to customize that whole solution to really work for us. And, and what, what happened, the benefit of doing that versus trying to dedicate all of our resources was mm -hmm. that it was less risk on the business because we didn't have to take people that were working on projects related to our, our, our business mm -hmm. to work on this project. So, 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 that, so that, you know, that's another good way to, to encourage transformation is, 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 is to look at partners who can kind of help you get there faster. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the idea, but the, the most important thing is to really get universal support in the, in the organization. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do that is to really, um, do you understand what I mean by the word empathy? Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, so being like, you know, really being an empathetic leader is really important that I found because, you know, it's really hard to, to get people to, to come over mm -hmm. if you don't really listen to what their concerns are and, mm -hmm. and, and, and try to address that. And so by, by having open dialogues to really understand what are the resistant points, mm -hmm. it's, you know, reaching it from, a, you know, trying to, um, you know, um, understand somebody by being open to really listening and being empathetic re really helps you to find middle ground. Because for the most part, a lot of concerns people have are just because they're scared, like, how is this going to impact their job? And, you know, for the most part, you know, a lot of this just comes from people just not knowing how, how this is going to impact. And so what we tried to do was, you know, um, was ultimately, you know, you know, we, we invested in training to try and train the people that I had on my team because mm -hmm. ultimately their role was instead of doing a lot of the, the manual work before mm -hmm. it was really to try and do more higher strategic creative work to mm -hmm. really support the machine. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, ultimately it required an upgrade in some skills, mm -hmm. which, which we ended up investing in. And so that really helped get really good, uh, support because that, because then people realize it wasn't about this was going to come and take away jobs. It was, this was really going to come to help the business mm -hmm. um, grow faster. Right. And yeah. So then I have, I guess, two following up questions with that uh, statement. Sure. The first one is what do you think will happen to businesses who do not make the digital transformation right now at this age? And then the second question is, you we talk about a lot of like incremental changes incremental uh experiences right like where is the line of judging okay well this way doesn't work this way works like you know there's that very like instant thinking in there right like where is that line because in traditional business yeah. um we learn to have a lot of patience in many things right but then technology literally is disrupting our pattern of behavior in this picture so i'm very curious like how you kind of like decide something is not working something versus something is working yeah so you know um uh, so one thing i would say like covid19 is impacting mm -hmm. everyone and, yeah. and 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 the good and bad of covid19 is you know it, it's making a lot of businesses really think about their operations mm -hmm. and 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 
in two ways. One is like, how can we be more efficient in, 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 in keeping a business running? How can we save money and, and, and how are we going to make money? You know, mm-hmm. cause, cause those questions are, are very paramount. And so, you know, another, another thing to come out of COVID-19 is, is people that really weren't comfortable with digital have mm-hmm. had to spend more time on digital. So that transformation that, I was foreseen would probably happen three to five years is now starting to happen now where there's more people that now are being forced to, 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 to behaviors around consuming content online, but purchasing online, um, spend, spending a lot of their time, um, socializing online. Mm-hmm. So the direct, the transformation has already started. And so, you know, I feel that, uh, you know, uh, into, you know, in terms of digital transformation, it really comes down to, um, depending on whatever business you are, but where do most of your customers spend their time? And most of your customers are now spending their time on digital Mm. uh, channels. Mm. So you, so you, so if you want to be a successful business, not now, but, but to continue to be successful, you know, in the future, Mm -hmm. you have to be where your customers are. So, so that is a natural progression where, you know, companies just have to, take that step. Mm. But, but, the, but the other question you, you, you brought up was an even better question, which is, you know, tra- with traditional business models, there's a lot more patience, right? Because, you know, it takes time to, to build up to, to really figure out if something's working or not. Mm. The difference between traditional and, and digital business, businesses is that you get a lot faster feedback. The feedback loop is a lot quicker. Mm. So you know if something's working or not working. And, and the reason being because data now is coming in at a much faster velocity than it used to, because before data used to come in, but you wouldn't really get around to really analyzing it till maybe a couple of weeks or a month. And then you sort of know what's going on. Now you get in all of this data in real time. So you can, you know, you know, the big difference between a traditional business model and a digital uh, first business model is is being agile because you're getting so much uh, signals mm. to really know if something's working or not working. It's not a matter of it's not working and that's it. You know we give up. But but what, you, what being agile is 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 taking the the data and figuring out do we go in this direction or do we go in this direction? But it's all about being agile and being flexible. Mm. And and you know that's that's really the success to becoming truly embracing digital transformation is is to just have that um, agile mindset and mm-hmm. and that's that's really practiced a lot here in in Silicon Valley in San Francisco because a lot of startups are sort of built with this whole mantra of test learn and iterate mm-hmm. continue to keep testing continue to keep figuring out what's working and mm-hmm. and, and iterate based on what the data is telling you mm, I see well, I think we had a lot of valuable lessons today from you. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, before I let you go, I also want to ask where people can find you. Yeah, so the best place to find me uh, on LinkedIn. If people reach out to me on LinkedIn, my name is Lamet 
uh, LRMIT uh, Patel, P-A-T-E-L. I publish a lot of content on this, so people are welcome to connect with me or follow me. I also have a blog where I publish a lot of content around all of this area around digital transformation. So you can find me. My blog is very easy. It's my name too. It's Lomit, L-O-M-I-T-P-A-T-E-L.com. Mm -hmm. And then as I mentioned, my book, you know, my book's available um, online. Um, you know, if, if, I'm not sure if Amazon's available, where, but, but, but it's available on Amazon and other digital um, publishers.